Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. And today I'm bringing you Season 3, Episode 20, entitled Help Wanted, which aired on December 3rd, 1987. In this episode, Punky convinces Henry to let her work at Punky's Place, the new restaurant named for her. However, she screws things up tremendously and is quickly fired. Uh, yeah, this is why, um, you do not have children working for you. There are child labor laws in place for this very reason. Not that I'm saying all children would do what Punky did in this episode. I mean, she's trying. She was trying, you know? And it just, you know, with her, sometimes just calamity happens. Hopefully everyone's had a good start of the week. It's Tuesday. Still ways away from the weekend. <laughs> it is getting warm up here, and I don't want to open the windows because they face the street, and you're going to hear all sorts of traffic and this and that, so I don't know. We'll see. I can't have the fan on next to me because that's going to cause interference as well. I mean, it's like 60 degrees outside, so... Alright, guys, let's get into this episode. Alright, the episode opens on uh, Punky's Place, and the place is hopping. Almost every single seat in the restaurant is filled. And I also quickly wanted to mention the writer for this episode, alongside David Duclan, is Mike Marmer. He actually has written other episodes for Punky Brewster as well. Let's see here. He wrote this episode for season three, and then he also wrote in season four, Brandon's Commercial, Passed Away at Punky's Place, and Radio Days. He also wrote 34 episodes for The Love Boat. Wow. Oh my goodness. Look at all this stuff. He wrote an episode for Three's Company. Oh my god. So the girls are kind of hanging out at the table, and we see Henry getting uh, three shakes for the girls. And the shakes are even, the cups are really, really cool. They're colorful. They're kind of a, a pale yellow, pale blue kind of thing. So it's not rad neon colors. It's more like a... Um, Kind of low-grade colors, but they're still, it's just awesome. And so, Henry does have people, of course, working for him. He has Stanley, who handed Henry the the shakes, the milkshakes. Oh, he's also got a pizza for the girls, a punky special. Special. This pizza's got pepperoni and sausage. All right, that's good. And M&M's. Uh, chocolate and pizza? That's not a combination I would want. Now, if this were like an elephant ear or a funnel cake, sure, put M&M's on it. That'd be awesome. But not with cheese and meat. Even Henry is grossed out as he's saying it. Ooh. I want to play this clip here. It's just funny. Ooh, the girls are getting their pizza. Sausage and M&Ms. <laughs> My idea is great, huh? How many of these have you sold today? I'm counting this. Yeah. One. School is finally over. A toast to freedom. To summer vacation. 
summer's here it's almost summer here in about five weeks anyway um one of the things the girls talk about which is going to be an episode in season four is i'm going away to summer camp and margo of course says this will be her first summer away from camp kramer which cherry and punky have no idea like what's camp kramer and margo's like well it's a bungalow where my parents bust in the social elite, the socially acceptable. And then, of course, Punky's like, well, well, no wonder we'd never heard of it. We wouldn't have been invited anyway. And girls are excited about camp coming up. So, unfortunately, Punky's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. You know, Henry invested everything he's got into Punky's place. And I don't think we can afford it. And, of course, Margot being Margot is like, of course, that's right, you're poor. I forgot. Margot! So the girls are all chatting about that. We see Stanley handing a ice cream to a kid, which the kid, I believe, is going to, like, shove it in his face or put it on his head, and Stanley's going to get PO'd and quit. He's like, forget it. Oh, Done. That's going to leave Henry short-staffed now, because I don't see anyone else. Someone's cooking the food. It can't just be Henry cooking the food. Oh, my gosh. I just realized. I thought that boy looked familiar. His name is Victor Dematia. But I'm like, that face. I know that face. So... He was, he plays Myron, this little boy, his name is Myron. I recognize him from, I think it's a graduation episode of Growing Pains, when Mike graduates high school. This boy played little Mike. Oh, and he was also in the movie Heartbeat, but guys, if you're familiar with the movie The Sandlot, he played Timmy Timmons. Okay. Wow. Oh, he's apparently still working. He was in the 2018 movie Get Married or Die. Of course, before that, the last thing he did was in 95, Adventures and Odyssey, Go West, Young Man. All right. All right. Cool. That See, I, I like that. It's like, I know that face. And I love when I'm right with that. So... Stanley gives a kid a chocolate ice cream cone with sprinkles. The kid's like, I don't want sprinkles. I'm like, you, kid, you wanted sprinkles. You told me that's what you wanted. Granted, if I said that, I'd probably be fired. And even Stanley's like, well, that's what you ordered. You wanted, you said sprinkles. I heard you clearly. This boy looks to be about maybe four years old. He's wearing a leisure suit. Like a yellow, blue, white striped leisure suit. Ew. 
So the kid's like, I don't care. I don't want it anymore. I'm like, I would be fine. Okay, sure. What What would you rather have? Oh, he wants, he wants nuts. Apparently his mother's like, oh, sweetie, what do you want? Nuts. Okay, fine. I'd be like, sure, I can go back. I'll just, you know, make you a whole new uh, ice cream cone then. And Henry actually comes out and he's kind of watching all of this go down. So Stanley goes and puts nuts on it. Of course, it's still got the sprinkles. So I would have just made a whole new ice cream cone. This kid is giggling, so I don't think that's part of the character. I think this kid is just like, <laughs> child, please try to keep it together, all right? You are on a television show. So Stanley hands the kid, here you go, you wanted nuts, you got nuts on your ice cream cone. The kid takes it and smushes it onto Stanley's head. <sighs> And Punky, Margo, and Cherry all see this, and their mouths are, like, agape. Like, whoa, my goodness, this is the most exciting thing I've seen all day. Oh, that woman is his grandmother, not his mother. Okay, she does not look old enough to be the grandma, what can I say? Um, he's like, oh, look, grandma, I made a unicorn. Oh, Stanley is P.O.'d. I can understand, well, I can see why he probably would want to quit. Although, not really. I mean, if that's the first incident, if you really need the job, want suck it up and deal with it, I guess. So, the grandmother says, I'm not paying for that cone. It's ruined. Well, fine. So, of course, Stanley quits, and Henry's like, no, Stanley, don't go. You're the only help I have. Whoa, what? So, is Stanley, like, cooking all the food, or is this Henry cooking all the food? Henry, you've got a restaurant full of people that are probably waiting for orders. You, that is bad business sense, Henry. You need more than one person on your staff. To even call it a staff, you need more than one person other than yourself. So Stanley throws down his apron on the counter and heads out the door. Uh, that's when Punky's like, you know what, guys? I think I got an idea. Okay, you know, she's thinking maybe if I work for Henry, I, I can save up and go to camp. So in the next scene, Henry is kind of going over applicants, and he's got some guy who looks like a yokel. Um, I don't know, he's got the the hat, he's got the southern accent. I'm not going to say he's a yokel, he's not. But he's kind of, he's goofy, he doesn't seem like he'd take things serious. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to play the interview process with not just him, but the other guy who sadly doesn't speak a lot of English, which is, is sad. I mean... Okay, next applicant, Harold Loomis. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Loomis is easy to remember because it rhymes with Goomis. <laughs> Keep it in mind. I'm Henry Watermont. Can I ask you a few questions? Okay. <laughs> if they're multiple choice. <laughs> Tell me, why do you want to work here? It's the first sign I saw. Oh. Look, Harold, I think it's fair to warn you that this job calls for lots of hard work, personality, and intelligence. Darn. On the other hand, I only pay minimum. Good. I was looking at him 
exactly what I'm looking for. I don't either. I'll get back to you. Will you really? No. Okay. I'll use you as a reference. Sladislu <laughs> Turtniak. Aren't you a little old for this job, Mr. Turdniak? Hello! How are you being? Excuse me. Do you speak English? Hello! How are you being? I'm sorry. The job is taken. Goodbye. How are you being? I'll never find the right person. So both applicants are not good. The first guy, it's just, Henry even says, I don't know if you're really cut out for this job. It just, it, you gotta be, you know, polite. The guy's polite. Um, you gotta be, you know, fast. You gotta be, you know, just, it's a lot of hard work. And that's the thing. If he hired, if he, unless he's just hiring one person, you know, if Henry's cooking the food and everything like that, that guy's got to wait on customers, he's got to get orders, he's got to take orders from people that are sitting down. That is, you're going to be on your feet, rush, 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 boom, boom, boom. And you got to keep a smile on your face, even when the customers are crappy to you. I mean, if that were me, I mean, I've had customer service restaurant experience. I know how to work with people. I know how to run a register and all that, I would probably be one of the ideal applicants. He would probably hire me on the spot. Granted, he only pays minimum, which back then, maybe that's unless you could get more, but but then again, I mean, he'd be having you do so much. It'd be like, you need to have at least a couple people there. If, if someone's calling in sick, you're kind of screwed over. So... The one, like I said, the one guy is like, oh, I'm going to use you as a reference. After Henry's like, you know what? You're not, no, just no. You're not going to work out. So he leaves. And he says, oh, use you as a reference. Like, no, you won't. And then there's this older, overweight man. The first thing out of Henry's mouth was, aren't you a little old for this job? Henry, age discrimination. You can't use that. You certainly can't use that now. Um, and the guy has very little English. He's like, hello, how are you be? Like, and that's all he says. It's like, you wouldn't work out here. You definitely, you would have to have a translator or somebody. I mean, my gosh, you got to be able to take orders and, and communicate and stuff to the cook and everything. He wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, he's got a cheery disposition. That's great, but that's only going to get you so far. So Henry's frustrated. So did he only have two applicants? He's got a sign on the door that says help wanted. Henry, 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 you need to advertise that help wanted. So Punky comes in and she is looking very nice. It's funny that she's got one of Henry's ties and she's got like um, a really nice blazer on and she's got I don't know where the glasses came from. She's got little uh, pearl earrings. Her hair is done up in a bun. It's really, really businesswoman of the 80s. Very, very nice. 
And even how she talks is very, like, proper. Like, hello, I heard that you're looking... How does she say it? She says, how do you do? I'm applying for a position with your organization. Very nice. Very proper. So I'm going to play this clip of them. <laughs> I mean, of course, guys, you know he's going to say no because, first of all, she is only 10, 11 years old. It, that There are laws against that. The job is yours. <laughs> I love how she calls her resume a resume. And then, of course, Henry corrects her. And as far as previous work experience, she lists candy bars. Well, wait a minute. Why doesn't the show kind of call back, like, remember season one? She had that dog grooming business and the whole baby buddies thing from season two? I'm trying to think, did she have any other type of startup business type things? I don't think so. But she said she's been selling candy bars since kindergarten. They didn't even know each other until she was in, like, the second grade or the first grade. I think it was second grade. She does have Henry as a reference, which... Their names are different, so I don't see how that would be, um, especially down the road. I mean, she could still list Punky's Place as a type of past employment. I mean, it is a business, regardless of, you know, her adoptive father is her employer, but, you know, um... Does anyone else find it hard to find references to use for job applications and stuff? 
you know, as I, um, I've been working since I was 17. And let me tell you, it's hard to find references. You know, especially, well, mostly it's really hard now. Not that I'm looking for a job right now, but some of the references I've, I've used in the past, I don't think some of them would even be viable anymore. One person, you know, moved out of state and everything like that, and it's just... Some of the past jobs I had, they're not in operation anymore, or the people that worked there when I worked there, like the managers, have moved on. So it's like, what do you do? So Punky, of course, jokes like, hey, I think you know him. You know, he's good, good man, salt of the earth, smart, handsome, <laughs> willing to give beginners a chance. And, of course, Henry's like, all right, all right, all right. Why do you want this job? And Punky's like, well, I don't just want it. I need this job. And he's like, well, why? And she's like, well, because, you know, that way I can pay for camp and you don't really have to. I mean, Henry does bring up a good point about how, you know, you working here, me being your boss, your manager... And then being your father at home, it's just, that's what they say about mixing business and, well, no, business and pleasure is more like when you're dating someone you work with. Um, which he does bring up a good point. That is going to lead to, if he has to fire her, or if they get into an argument, it's like, you have to listen to him. He's your manager. He's t going to be telling you what to do. And then, of course, you're going to have that hostility there. It's going to lead into you having hostility with each other when you're at home as well. Um, <clears throat> Jeremy and I, you know, like I said, we... we I met when I started at the video store. And we would have started dating a year later. But... I I would not recommend, um, I don't know. I, I think it just depends on the people, whether or not, if you can handle it, if you can work for, like, someone you, you know, like, whether it's uh, aunt, uncle, parent, if you're working for them, and still manage to keep a good relationship at home, if you can separate, because that's the whole thing, separating the two. You know, you have your home life, your relationship there, and your work life is completely separate. Whatever's going on at home, leave it at the door, put on your work hat. You leave work, take your work hat off, put your home hat on. Right? Right. I love how he says, I may not be easy to work for, and she's like, well, so you're not easy to live with either. So he's really like, I I don't know. Let's let's wait and see who else comes in. That's when some thug dressed in leather with a shaved head comes in, rips the sign off the door, slams it on the table, and then crosses his arms and looks at Henry defiantly like, you're giving me this job. As in, this guy doesn't even say anything. Henry just turns to Punky and says, you're hired, you have the job. So, it's Punky's first day. Henry's setting out the napkin dispensers, and they all have, like, a light pastel 
um, pink and blue to them, the napkin dispensers. And uh, Punky comes down and she shows Henry her, her uniform. It is just like Punky, vibrant, beautiful colors, orange, yellow. It's just, it's great. I love it. So Henry's like, all right, let me uh, go over some restaurant procedures. Right away, Punky's like, oh, no, neat, sweetie. No, you have to listen to him. If you're going to do this right, he's going to teach you, okay? Don't just slough it off like it's nothing. This is very important. And he's telling her, all right, I want to show you how to load the napkin, napkin dispensers, run the dishwasher, probably even the cash register. She's going to need to know that. Does she even know how to make change? And she keeps, like, schlepping, like, don't worry, don't worry, I got this. No, Punky, this is why you're going to mess it up, Pumpkin, okay? He's trying to show you it's going to get very busy in there, okay? You need to know this. So I want to play this clip of her just kind of like, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> restaurant procedures. No need. I've watched you. I've learned from the master. <laughs> well, I admit, I did rather take to this business. Now, I should tell you how to load the napkin holders and the dishwasher and... Henry, Henry, Henry. Not to worry. Just leave everything to the punker. Watch this. shows off her host skills as we get a couple that comes in. She takes the lady by the hand. She sits the woman and her partner down at the table and says, you know what? Thank you for stopping in at Punky's place. I will get your water and then I'll take your order. Um, they don't have menus. Where are the menus? I mean, yeah, I, I want to order. What do you have? I don't know. What do you have? So Henry gives her the waters, and he, he compliments her. He says, you know what? You handled that beautifully. Punky's like, oh, it's a piece of cake. Next scene. It's hectic. We got a whole restaurant full of people probably waiting for the order. We get one lady screaming like, ma'am, can I get some service? Like, whoa, yeah. Um, Henry, you have no one else working for you other than Punky? This is too much for an adult to handle, let alone a 10-year-old kid. Punky's place serves all kinds of food. Apparently, they serve cake <laughs> along with milkshakes and pizza and probably burgers and fries. So Punky comes out, she's got dishes stacked on top of dishes, um, she doesn't have a tray to put those on, those things have got to be hot, those will be burning the, your arms, 
so she stops at the ladies who the lady who asked for the cake. The lady actually takes the plate from Punky, and Punky is like hunched over trying to keep these plates balanced between her arms. She's got the lasagna there, and the woman takes it, and the plate is extremely hot. She ends up dropping the lasagna on the table. Well, that's great. Punky should have said, um, that's gonna be hot. I can see Punky getting at least second or third degree burns from the bottom of those plates. I mean, if that's hot for that lady to touch, yeah. And the plates are resting on Punky's bare arms. So the lady who wanted the cake calls over to Punky like, Hey, kid, this is supposed to be upside down cake. Really? Just eat the cake, lady. What do you, what? So Punky takes a plate from a nearby table, puts it on top of the cake, and flips the plates over. Like, here you go. Now it's upside down. Like, just eat the cake, ma'am. Upside down? Really? So, Henry calls Punky to the front of the restaurant, probably to tell her another order's up. So, Punky flings a plate of food to table four, like a frisbee. Wow. <laughs> so many things wrong with that. It lands in someone's hand. Someone caught it. I hope that's his order. And someone is calling down saying, Miss, where's our table? So they got people that are waiting to come in and eat. And the woman who says that is Soleil Moonfry's mom. Her, the actress who plays Punky, of course, you know, Soleil Moonfry. That is her mother doing a little um, cameo type thing. That's cute. I like that. So Punky calls out to the Hendersons. All right, Hendersons. Henderson's come on down and they slide down the pole. Are people supposed to wait at the top of the stairs until the booth is, has opened up? I mean, you'd think they could actually come into the restaurant, but eh, whatever. So she takes the guy by the hand and of course he's got a hold of Slay Moonfry's uh, mom's hand and everything and Punky just kind of guides him over this table that's still got stuff all over it. Punky just takes her arm and just pushes everyone, everything into this tray for dirty dishes that is just right next to it. Don't you think this would have been better if, say, Henry could have brought on Cherry and Margot to kind of alleviate some of this responsibility from Punky? Because she is so overloaded. You got people that have probably been sitting there for a half hour or more that haven't even gotten a chance to really order their food yet. So Punky pulls... A chair out from under a guy to sit it underneath this guy's butt that she's actually helping the three people that just came in so the guy that had the chair a second ago goes to like sit down and he ends up falling landing on his butt on the floor oh punky so he's kind of dazed like what what's going on and punky just pats him on the head and says sorry sir you're just gonna have to wait like everyone else uh, excuse me what I'm like, I'm here. I'm eating my food, or I was, until I sat back down and the chair mistakenly just vanished. <laughs> so, the woman uh, who's Slay's mom kind of asked, like, hey, miss, where's our water? 
And Punky takes it from a table that, that was their water. They were probably drinking out of it. Oh, here you go. Here's your water. I, I, I want one that someone hasn't put their lips on or drank out of would be preferred. She actually asked the guy, oh, have you drank this yet? He's like, no. But it's almost like he's reaching like, my, my water, don't take it. Please. So, Punky's got the tray of dirty dishes and stuff. And she's got it on a cart. And as she's pulling it along, she's bumping every chair and table occupied with a person as she goes by. She, <laughs> what is it? It's like a, a ping pong or um, a pinball in a pinball machine. Ding, 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 ding. And she's going by and slams the cart, which spills some... This tray thing that's holding these dishes is overflowing. And, of course, one of them falls in a guy's lap as he tries to help put it back in the tray. And then Punky takes the cake from the woman who was eating it. It's like she she's not done. Punky's just overwhelmed. She's way overwhelmed. So that's when Henry finally comes out of the kitchen and asks her, Punky, are you being careful? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, everything's fine. Is it, though? Henry, you haven't seen what's been going on here. So he asks, are the customers happy? And Punky's like, oh, they're thrilled. Really? Mm. Better not give out any of those customer service surveys. They're all going to say, poor service, poor service. So she kind of is like, Henry, just, just go back in the kitchen. I got it. It's cool. Everything's great. Just let me take care of this. You take care of the food. So now Punky's going to sweep the floor with... And she's got this wide-angled floor bra, um, broom. And she even shouts to people, Move them or lose them! Coming through. As in, pick your feet up or you're going to lose your feet. Nobody wants to be eating food while you're sweeping up dust and dirt and everything off the floor. That's gross. That's why, unless there's a spill or something dropped on the floor, there really is no reason to be sweeping the floor with a bunch of people that are currently eating or waiting for their food, because that's gross. So the guy that she pulled the chair out from under, apparently he's got a chair now, and she rams into him with that brush, knocking him to the floor again. Oh my gosh, I would be so angry if I was that man. Not to mention he's fallen like twice on the floor. What if he had spinal damage? That would be a lawsuit. Henry, do you have insurance? So she like, it's like, I thought I told you to wait. Wait, what? He was just sitting there waiting for food, much like everyone else is sitting there waiting for you to take their order, kiddo. So, Punky, of course, is now copying an attitude as the guy at the register is like, Hey, miss, would you like to take my money? She goes and puts it in her pocket. I'm sure he's paying for his order. He probably wants change back. But she looks at him and her... She's angry and irritated. She's like, sweep your way out as she hands him the broom. Um, you're getting fired, kid. I'm sorry, but your customer service skills are... So poorly lacking, it's not even funny. So that poor man just walks away like, what, 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 what's going on here? So one of the ladies at the counter by the register is like, hey, can I have a napkin, please? And she goes to grab one. And I see Henry through that little viewing window. He's got some orders up. 
She goes to reach for a napkin and the thing, like, explodes. Throwing napkins all over into the air. And the lady gets up frustrated and angry and just walks off. And Punky, of course, is like, oh, wait, anything else? Uh, no. Henry tells her, all right, here's the order for table six. So Henry warns her, Punky, don't try to take everything at once. Is that on a tray? Yeah, I would have taken at least, like, maybe one thing out at a time, but have a serving tray. So you're not putting those hot plates on your bare arms. Oh, it is on a serving tray. Okay. She tells him not to worry. You know, I got this. Don't worry about it. I can handle it. Why do I get the feeling she's going to bash someone in the back of the head with that tray? I get a feeling. I just know it. Something bad is going to happen because mostly everything that could go wrong has gone wrong because there's just a 10-year-old kid running this restaurant. She goes to put it on a table, the serving tray, and this table that she put it on is, like, a, um, the length of, like, the Reading Rainbow sign. It's, like, a round table, like, cut in half. So she didn't have the serving tray on, uh, uh, you know, on the table the complete way. So, of course, it's going to tip over and fall in the tray. Plates are going to break. The food's going to be all over the floor. Everyone's applauding her. <laughs> like, way to go, kid. And Punky just kind of stands there, like, freaked out and kind of waves at everybody nervously. <laughs> My bad. So in the next scene, it looks like the restaurant is cleared out as Punky is sweeping up that mess. So she picks up part of the uh, broken plate and asks Henry, do we have any crazy glue? And Henry comes out. He's got bread there on a serving tray. He is so angry right now. He just, big old frowny face. But he says we have the cleanest bread in town because she put it in the dish. Ew, throw it away. <laughs> he picks up one of the loaves of bread, squeezes it as water comes out. So, I am going to play this clip where I think Henry's going to pretty much reprimand Punky just for everything that she's done wrong because she was not listening. Ugh. I wonder why I haven't had a rinse cycle. <laughs> I guess I goofed a little. No, you goofed a lot. At four dollars an hour, that means you earn ten dollars. Hey, all right. And during that time, you cost me three hundred dollars in broken dishes and ruined food. Gee, you'll never make money that way. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> Mikey, let's face it. You're working here. Is not working here. You sang a fire? Just call it an early retirement. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so Henry, of course, is not pleased. He, Punky's only been working there for like two and a half hours at four bucks an hour. So she's made around, well, she, she had a four. 25 450 anyway he says you made about ten dollars but 
you've cost over $300 in broken dishes and stuff. And Henry basically is like, you know, I can't run my business like this. This whole thing of you working here is not working. And she's like, oh, are you firing me? And he's like, I have no choice. All right, consider it an early retirement. And even though, I mean, Punky's hurt, but it's like, sweetie, what did you expect to happen? That he was just going to let this continue? You're costing him money? You're costing him his business? What makes you think anyone is going to want to come back? And this business is brand new. You don't want that kind of bad karma and a bad rep. And Henry, I gotta blame him too. It's like, you have an, a 10-year-old child running all of those orders in that filled, packed restaurant. People are going to be angry. People aren't going to be getting able to order. People are going to be waiting at least a half hour or more longer for their food. If they even get their food. It just, it, it, it was a bad idea to hire her. I mean, it, it made for fun watch, watching and everything. But still, come on. Come on, sweetie. You knew this was not going to work out. But then, of course, we see her and Sherry working at Punky Play, Punky's Place later in Season 4. So, uh, they they clearly got uh, over that hump, that, that bad hump, so. Alright, in the next scene, uh, we get some rock sound effects, to basically to indicate... I don't think so. I don't think things are really well between Henry and Punky. She's clearly got to be very angry and irritated, so they're probably not speaking to each other, or she's giving him attitude and he's giving it right back. Yep, they're at the breakfast table and Brandon's in the middle and Punky and Henry are on opposite sides of the table, probably giving each other the silent treatment. <laughs> probably talking through Brandon. Brandon, tell Punky this. Punky, tell Henry this. Let's play this clip to find out. <laughs> Brandon, you ask Henry if he picked up milk last night. Stop by on the way home. It's in the refrigerator. <laughs> Thanks. She's welcome. Can we stop talking through the dog? Maybe we should just stop talking. <laughs> should be upset about this. It's me. I expected you to act like an employee, not a two-legged wrecking ball. Hey, I tried. I tried real hard. I mean, how is this going to look in the school newspaper? Punky fired from Punky's place. You insulted the customers. You didn't give the proper change and you served more food on the floor than you did on the tables. Those tables are too small. What possessed you to put an entire frozen chicken in my blender? The lady ordered a cold chicken salad. I don't think there's anything more to say. I guess there isn't two. Enough said. Enough said two. Enough. Enough! <laughs> 
So was I right or was I right? Of course they were using Brandon to get their messages across to each other without having to actually speak to one another. And they're both glowering at each other. If they were to glower any harder, they would be shooting the laser death rays out of their eyes. So the fight continues as Henry follows Punky into the living room and basically says, you know, I expected you to handle this with maturity, and this, this job with maturity and a grown-up attitude and everything like that. And he's just saying, you know what, you served more food on the floor than you did on the tables. And she does say, you know, the tables are small. And she's right. They are small. They're cut into cool-looking shapes. So it's like you're sacrificing the amount of space on a table that can be given to people to eat their food for cool um, coolness appeal or whatever, I guess, that they look really nice. Just the you know, the attraction for the, the customers. And, I don't they're just, they're fed up. They're fed up with each other. Punky's down that, you know, Henry fired her. It's like, what else did you expect him to do? He could not keep you on like that. You could have cost him his business. So in the next scene, we're at Punky's place, and it looks like it's closing time. So is Henry pretty much running that place by himself right now? So Henry closes up shop for the night as we see the close sign facing the street. And, oh, he's beat. Henry is beat down physically for the, from this job, just running the place by himself. He's wiping down a table. The rag falls to the floor. He goes to pick it up, and you hear an audible crack in, in his spine. He's like, you know what? I'll leave the rag there. I'll get it in the morning. So Betty comes in, tells Henry, don't sit down. Your three best customers are here. So I want to play this clip how this is going to go because I'm surprised Punky's even there right now. Don't sit down, Henry. Your three best customers are here. Peace talks right here and right now. 
two aren't leaving this table until this thing is settled. But she has to be back in school by September. <laughs> Come on, you two. You're going to negotiate a treaty. I said, come on. Now park your peace-making patooties in these chairs. <laughs> hey, I'm good. They could use me in Beirut. I have enough tanks. Come on, chair. Let's leave them alone. <laughs> Henry and Punky, you guys are going to sit at a table. You're going to work this out. No more silent treatment. No more glares across the table. So, of course, Henry's like, you know what? Um, You did make a lot of mistakes. You know, you cost me a lot. 
And Henry even tells her, you know, I tried to go easy on you instead of how my father was hard on me. And I actually worked for my dad when I was right around your age. And he said his dad came to the America with 37 cents in his pocket and $9,000, like, uh, sewed up in his coat. And he opened a glass-blowing business. Now, if any of you have ever um, seen anything like this, I thought there was one place, when I went to Michigan's Adventure, they had a glass-blowing thing. It was a Cedar Point. It might have been Cedar Point. One of them. And it was just kind of cool to watch. And, um, Henry says that, you know, he worked for his dad that, and the first day he had, like, blown, like, basically it was all, like, marbles and stuff like that, and he said he had given himself a hernia. And he kind of tells Punky how, you know, you, I think you bit off more than you could chew. And he, and Punky admits, just like, I didn't want to ask a bunch of stupid questions. And he's like, well, it's never a stupid question, you know, if you don't ask. It's only a stupid question if you don't ask it. It's like, yeah, you, I mean, you may have thought it was dumb. It's like, but you needed to know that information. And he could have, like, helped you get set up, like, prior to just kind of going out. But he was trying to explain to her before, and she kept, like, kind of, like, shooting him down. Like, I don't, I'll, I'll do learn as I go. It's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. So he says, I'm going to give you another chance. And she, of course, is excited and everything. And I'm just, I'm happy that they're able to work it out, you know, just talk it out and everything. You know, Punky, you got to learn to listen more and know when to ask questions and everything. Even if you think it's stupid, just ask it anyway. It's better to know than to just guess and mess up. So... And then, of course, those napkin dispensers are very faulty. I would send them back or get replacements because they're not supposed to just be magically popping open and shooting napkins all over the place. That's that's not good. But that's pretty much the episode. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Punky's place in season four. And like I said, not only is Punky going to be working there, but Cherry as well. So as far as for my Brandon Tailwig episode rating, I'm going to give this one... Hmm. I'm going to give it a three out of five. I liked Soleil's mom having a cameo. I liked them like, Henry and Punky kind of talking through Brandon. And I like Betty stepping in and, like, making Henry and Punky sit down and talk out their differences. What I didn't like, I of course, I did not like how um, Punky just was kind of, like, Henry's trying to show her stuff, tell her things that are important for the job, and she was just, like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I got it. And just Punky overall, her, you know, she's a 10-year-old kid. So, of course, but she could have handled that a little bit more with a little bit of maturity. Just, you know, shouting at people, throwing plates with food, and pulling out that guy's chair, and then hitting him with the 
the the broom? No, mm. no, no. Those are the two things that I knocked off. Uh, taking that guy's chair out from under him and then throwing the food. But then, like I said, throwing off Henry's um instructions and everything. I didn't like that. As far as for um Punky's principles with this episode. Listen to your manager. Listen to the instructions he gives you. Take it to heart. It's very important. Don't just try to make up your own stuff like, oh, I'll get it as I go. No. There's a proper procedure for how things are done. And you don't want to go in making a bad impression. So later this week, we're going to do season... I'm going to do season 3, episode 21, Remember When, which aired on December 4th, 1987. A blackout prompts the gang to reminisce reminisce on old times in clips from previous episodes. And also later this week, I will do season 3, episode 22, the season 3 finale, entitled Unhooking Henry which aired on December 7th, 1987. Punky tries to help Henry break his addiction to sleeping pills. And then next week kicks off season four with the first three episodes. Episode one, The Nun's Story. Episode two of season four, Crush. And episode three of season four called Going to Camp. All right. Well, before I go, I want to give a shout out to some Punky Power podcast listeners. All right. We have Inglewood, California, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, France, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Centerville, Maryland, Wasilla, Arkansas, Spain, Fredericton, Canada, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Kansas City, Missouri, Thank you all for listening to this podcast. I hope you continue to stay with for season four coming out next week. All right. Everyone have a great, wonderful rest of the week. I hope it goes well for everybody. (laughs) All right. Um, If you haven't yet, if you could, if you could go to iTunes and leave a review and rate the podcast, that would be awesome. That way we can get that podcast out there with it coming on the final season of Punky Brewster. Just so that way, you know, all the episodes, I believe, should be on iTunes and also SoundCloud. If you guys want to message me, you can do so at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message me on SoundCloud, leave comments. You can follow me at punkypowerpbpodcast on Instagram and punkypowerpbpodcast an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast Facebook page. All right. Have a great day, everybody.